Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. This is the second era of Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps at Digitex. Your all-in-one convenient location, Digitex.ca. You can uh, text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Go down and see the great Gretzky. That's Mike Goretzky at Heartland Ford and Griff Jarvis at Heartland Ford and Heartland RV. Tell them Oilers now sent you. We're available on Twitter. We will get to some texts. We've got a bunch of texts coming in uh, regarding our last guest on the show, Youth Sports President and CEO Graham Brown, uh, talking a bit about the uh, the state of other hockeys not named the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, this show is called Oilers Now. This weekend, down in Canmore, it is the uh, 2019, it's called the AH. HF Awards Gala, the uh, awards for the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Kevin Lowe from the Oilers organization is down there. The other names include uh, Shirley Cameron, who was involved in women's hockey for decades out of Edmonton here uh, with the IGA Bateman family. Uh, Theron Fleury, of course, the meta, uh, you know, prominent Moose Jaw Warriors player. Duncan McDougall and uh, the 86 and 87, 87, 88 Medicine Hat Tigers and their longtime play-by-play voice, Bob Ridley, who we're going to join in about 17 seconds uh, here on Oilers Now in River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, ATB, who's a big sponsor of the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, helps put this uh, together. John Winwick and his group, uh, Chris Noble and those folks every year. So shout out to those guys for uh, supporting uh, not just uh, the big guys, but uh, the amateur uh, level of hockey in this province as well. So without further ado, I've interviewed this gentleman once before. I see his son once in a while at the Safeway by my house. Uh, Bob Ridley, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers. Bob, congratulations on going into the uh, Hockey Alberta Hall of Fame. How are you doing? 
Doing really good, Bob, and uh, good to talk with you again. It's been quite a while, but uh, no, all is good in medicine. That sun shining, and uh, we are staying away from many hailstorms yet so far. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you had to rub that in because uh, we're, we're we're kind of a little wet up here right now. Uh, tell me this: I mean, for, is that forty nine years now you've been doing the play by play for the Medicine Hat Tigers? Uh, yes, uh, going into 50, the 49 is done, so we'll see if I can make the 50. <laughs> you still drive the, you don't, you don't drive the bus anymore, do you, Bob? Uh, just a little bit. No, not, not full time. I just do a uh, little relief driving and some transfers and so on, but that's about it. Uh, it became just a little bit too much, so I'm just kind of focusing on doing the play-by-play and enjoying every minute of it still. How many years did you do the play-by-play and drive the bus for the Tigers, and how did you get, uh, you obviously got started, uh, you were doing the play-by-play, so how did you get involved in driving the bus? Well, uh, I did both uh, for 45 years, and all started way back in uh, 1973, actually, and what what happened is the the Tigers were, uh, they needed a, you know, a a bus, and uh, consequently, they got the bus, but they didn't have a driver, so as it turned out, being an old farm boy and so on, they asked me if I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of part-time driving. And uh, uh, that part-time very quickly turned into full-time, and that's basically how it happened. They kind of put the cart before the horse, as they say. Yeah. Uh, even, like, what's the longest game you've ever broadcast in the playoffs? Like, you know, three overtimes, four overtimes? Were you concerned about fatigue when you had to drive the bus after if you're on a road game? Uh, well, yeah, in the playoffs especially, uh, you know, the, there have been some overtime games. I don't think we've gone three. I think we've gone two. And then, of course, you've got to pack up, eat, and everything else, and then get on the bus and come home. But uh, that was another problem, uh, which was they've got new rules as far as driving is concerned now, and uh, you can't be stupid and spend all the hours behind the wheel as you did, say, 20 or 30 years ago. So it's all for the best, and it's all for the safety of uh, passengers and everything else. So it is a little bit easier in today's game than it was uh, maybe 30, 40 years ago. We're joined by Bob Ridley. He's going into year number 50 as the play-by-play voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers. I listened to you a lot in the late 90s, early 2000s when Jay and Joffrey uh, were there, Jay Bomeister and Joffrey Lupel. Um all of the years you've broadcast the games, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give me a top five Medicine Hat uh, Tigers players of all time. Oh, boy, are you putting me on the spot. Uh, when you got about uh, eight, 900 players that have graduated from this organization, that is very, very difficult. But uh, I will certainly, you know, as far as defenseman is concerned, Jay Bowmeister certainly one of the best. Brian Maxwell was another one. Tom Lysiak. Just uh, was probably the best overall tiger ever. Then we had a little guy by the name of Steve Dejure, a little Japanese guy that was just dynamite and uh, certainly led this Tiger Hockey Club back in the late 70s, and he was great as well. Uh, goaltending, well, Chris Osgood was uh, outstanding. Kelly Rudy was outstanding. The list goes on and on, Bob. And, uh, you know, we could sit here all afternoon and, and chat about uh, great Tiger players. And just like every franchise, here in the Western Hockey League, there's been uh, a lot of great players that are part of uh, all teams. Yeah, Lanny McDonald. Was Lanny McDonald not in Medicine Hat as well? He was in Medicine Hat and uh, is uh, the only Medicine Hat Tiger uh, that graduated that uh, became a member of the 
uh, NHL Hall of Fame. So, uh, you know, we're very proud of that. And Landy was just uh, such a uh, great ambassador for the game, not only at the NHL level, but also at the major senior level. And, uh, yeah, no, he was uh, certainly uh, one of the best as well as far as his overall play was concerned. Him and Tom Lysiak and Boyd Anderson were a tremendous combination back in the early 70s. We're joined by Bob Ridley, who's uh, coming up on year number 50, his silver anniversary, his play-by-play voice of the Medicine Hat Tigers, which is a great little community in uh, southeastern uh, Alberta. Uh, so you, you mentioned some of the great players. They're also, uh, what does it mean to you to go into this uh, Hockey Alberta Hall of Fame uh, with the two Tigers teams that won back-to-back Memorial Cup championships in the late 1980s? Well, it's very special, of course, for Bob to be inducted into the uh, Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame, but even more so uh, with those uh, two teams. They were special teams, no question about it, led by Trevor Linden, uh, Dean Chenault, uh, Robbie DeMaio, and uh, Wayne McBean, and so on. It, it was just an outstanding two years for this uh, Tiger Hockey Club in 87 and 88, and uh, still I talk and uh, converse with a lot of these players as we move forward through the course of a hockey season, and uh, it's just a tremendous thing uh, to, you know, uh, being inducted uh, alongside these two teams. Uh, I've had a long affiliation with U of A. We just had the president of uh, U Sports on, and, you know, Alberta's got a lot of players uh, that uh, Cole Sanford's currently on the team. I think yeah. Ryan, Ryan uh, Javney's coming up to play at the U of A this year. Uh uh, I, I think they got like five or six guys, actually. Uh, Trevor Cox, I think he was in Medicine Hat. Yep. was a 100-point guy there. So there's been that connection as well. The question i got to ask you, though, is how much has the league changed from the brawling days of the 70s and the 80s and even into the uh, mid to late 1990s? Uh, I remember you guys had Shufflemeyer there and Rocky Thompson in the late 1990s, early 2000s to now because it, it really is a completely different type of style of hockey today, isn't it? It's a totally different style of hockey, no question about it. A lot of players that played back in the 70s wouldn't be able to play in today's game, there's no question. Uh, and that's nothing uh, against them because they were in a different era. But now it's all about uh, skill and speed and uh, everything else and systems and so on that we didn't have way back then. And it's a totally different game. In some ways, hey, it's a, a much better game. In other ways, well, I kind of miss uh, some of that uh, flash and dash that we used to get back in those old days. I got to ask you this because I didn't see this guy play live. How tough was Bob Gassoff? Oh, man. He was probably the toughest Tiger ever. And uh, certainly, I think uh, any player that played against him back in those days would say that uh, he was just uh, one of those kind of guys that you wanted to stay away from. He was. Very, very tough. But you know something, Bob? There's another thing, another side of Bob Gassoff. Everybody thought that, uh, okay, he was a mean, uh, tough son of a gun. But you take his skates off, and he was as quiet as a pussycat. He was the nicest guy you would ever want to meet. But uh, back in those days, he knew how to look after himself, and, and not only himself, but also his teammates. And he was as tough as they come, no question about it. And you guys had the the legendary uh, Gassoff gang, is that right, at one stage? We had all three of them, and uh, we had uh, Jim McCrimmon uh, to kind of back them all up, too, all at once, and Brian Maxwell, and 
everything else. It was uh, one tough team that uh, won a league championship in 73 and then went on to the Memorial Cup. Bob, uh, thank you for joining us uh, on Oilers Now. Please say hi to Bob Jr. Uh, tell him i got to get some work done one of these days, so I'll be coming <laughs> out. To, so I'll, I'll eventually get to it in August. Uh, and enjoy uh, your your time at the uh, Hockey Alberta uh, Hall of Fame Awards Banquet this weekend, okay? Thank you so much, Bob, and it's been a real pleasure uh, chatting with you. All right, that is Bob Ridley. 50 years play-by-play. He drove the bus and did the play-by-play for 45 years. Talk about multitasking. Um, wow. And I, Edmonton has, I mean, Rick Carrier was with the uh, Medicine Hat Tigers for a number of years. And so Edmonton was always an area where they procured talent from. Bob Green was with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Heavy Edmonton influence on those teams. And, um, you know, I the last time I checked, I, I think because uh, we had Ian Herbers in here yesterday and, uh, Stan Marple, just off the top of my head, at least this season, I uh, missed yeah, five five guys from the Medicine Hat Tigers team are on that U of A team expected uh, moving forward. Uh, so, Chad Butcher, you mentioned you went to high school, Chad Butcher, is that right? High school, and we go as far back as elementary school in Kamloops as so, well. So, he was at the rookie tournament in Penticton, was probably the best player the first couple games the one year in the tournament. He had a 100-point season uh, for Medicine Hat. Cole Sanford was at that tournament, scored 50 goals. Uh, Trevor Cox was at that tournament with Vancouver, 100-point guy. Uh, Stephen Howry was with the Oilers on that with a rookie team one year, 88-point uh, guy out of the WHL. So, and then they had uh, Genvy, who was part of that sort of Tyler Benson group in 12-13 in the WHL Bantam draft. So that's five forwards. I got a defenseman, a right-shot D-man named Clayton Kirichenko, who is a 50-plus point defenseman um, in the Western League as well. A lot of skill now out of the WHL. Very different league, just the skills spread out over a bunch of teams. That's going to be a topic next week when we hook up with Ron Robinson, the commissioner of the WHL. Morley Scott is coming up at 135. I got a bunch of texts and some interesting perspectives coming in on the real depth of interest of hockey, of hockey fans in Edmonton. One which I might debate, but we'll take that up when we return on orders now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 120 in Edmonton, Oilers Power Packs on sale now. Which pack is for you? The Saturday night pack, the afternoon pack, or one of the value packs? Check out all nine Power Packs at edmontonoilers.com. Uh, there's an original six-pack that involves Detroit, Montreal, the Rangers, and Boston. Looks like a pretty good pack to me. Uh, and then there's the Canada Pack, which has got uh, the Maple Leafs, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, and Vancouver, which includes the opening night. Um, but there's a preseason pack, uh, Stanley Cup Champions pack, which has got Washington, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and the Blackhawks, and a Saturday night pack. has got L.A., Vancouver, Winnipeg, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Here we go. This is an interesting text that has just uh, come in. Uh, Camrose Flint here. Enjoying very much your conversation with Mr. Brown on you sports. 
Uh, thank you again for devoting some time to arguably the best hockey in towns in terms of competitiveness and results, the annual top two or three university teams in the country, the Golden Bears. You often talk about uh, the SEC in Alabama. Could you imagine folks in Tuscaloosa shrugging their collective shoulders about the Crimson Tide. Uh, the texter goes on to say, I did my graduate studies at Ole Miss and attended many games there, and it was thrilling. Uh, <laughs> how about helping with your uh, connected media pals in Edmonton uh, to get Edmonton fannies in the seats at Claire Drake? There's barely a mention in the Journal and the Sun about the Bears or the Pandas or, for that matter, about other uh, uh, teams, let alone significant... Uh, on-air discussion time uh, with Golden Bear-related topics. I'm always struck by how few Oilers fans are actual real Edmonton hockey fans. Okay. I actually got to tell you, compared to other Canadian markets, I think that the hockey fans here are... You might think compared, if you came up out of the SEC, see, SEC football in the South, it's like a religion. Okay? In Alabama... The highest-paid state official is Nick Saban. What's he making these days? Nine and a half, ten million bucks a year? Now, the problem with the NCAA is that football players and basketball players don't get paid, right? Because they're bringing money into the schools. It's a little bit different game here in Canada. But I got to say, you know, and I was one of those guys that back in the mid-2000s had to push uh, CIS sport at that time. I think in this marketplace, compared to other Canadian markets that have got NHL teams or major junior teams in it, and we have both here, I think the fans actually are pretty much well aware. They do a pretty good job of supporting uh, the Golden Bears hockey program. Like, we don't... You know what, Brendan? We didn't get one text yesterday on the show at 6.30, 6.30 saying, It's July 17th or July 18th. The show's called Oilers now. Why are you? Like, people get it. Like, you know, there's... It could be perceived as a quiet time right now. We're going to devote a little bit of time to the Golden Bears. Maybe we've just conditioned them on the, on our show here. We're going to talk about Major Junior Hockey once in a while. We're going to talk a little about youth sports hockey once in a while. It, it, hey, we, we're even going to preview Eskimo games coming up in about 11 minutes on this show. But it doesn't have to be all Oilers all the time. Jeez, Bob. Why wasn't Nolan Vesey a 35-point score this year down on the American Hockey League? You know, let's talk about the potential fourth-line makeup of Jay Woodcroft's team in Bakersfield. Frankly, I think there is more identity to the Oil Kings and, uh, and, and the U of A, more of an Edmonton connection to that. I can't believe you're not discussing, you know, the organization's uh, sixth goaltender that's playing down on the East Coast. We don't actually get a lot of those texts on this show. You can text us at 630-630. So I respectfully disagree. Bob, nobody cares about college hockey. I know it's the summer, but please try to stay on the Oilers. Uh, that text comes to us. This text comes to us from Jay. He says, I'm concerned about the Mike Smith signing. He had uh, poor career numbers and a bunch of stat lines last season behind a conference-leading Flames team that was stacked on D. How will his numbers look on this team? Uh, if not the most porous defensive teams in the league. As you've already stated on numerous occasions, uh, you despise when goaltenders show up their teams after letting in bad goals against. That's exactly what Smith does. Well, i got to wait and see it here first. What are your thoughts? Next, how long do you suspect it'll take the Oilers fans to turn on Smith if his play continues to decline? Well, how about we see the guy actually play a game? Is that fair? 
Are we just automatically assuming the worst? I, did you go on Twitter after that signing? I felt like they had already turned. A lot of them had already turned on him. Really? So I don't know what we're waiting for here. But I agree, Bob. Wait to see him play. Uh, out of Sylvan Lake, Alberta, he drove the bus and did the play-by-play at the same time. Well, not literally at the same time, but yes, for 45 years, he'd do the play-by-play and then he'd drive the bus after the game. Which makes him, like, he is he is a Western Hockey League legend. There is no question. I mean, if you were to talk to Cam Moon out of Red Deer's just a terrific guy. Uh, just the immense amount of respect they have for Bob Ridley, you know. There you go. Bob, you missed a couple other uh, great uh, Medicine Hat Tigers out of Killam, Alberta. What about Chris Russell? Well, he was an excellent medicine. If you saw Chris Russell play in junior, you would have thought he would have been a better NHL offensive defenseman. Maybe not as good as he is defensively, but a better offensive defenseman. Uh, again, you can text us. Bob, what about Blair St. Martin, top 15 medicine hat Tigers from Kyle and Slave Lake? Now, Kyle, does that have to do with the fact that Blair St. Martin and the St. Martin family is from Slave Lake? I would say Blair St. Martin was one of the 15 toughest medicine hat Tigers all time. His problem was... He was the B choice because the A choice was Rocky Thompson. And you wanted to avoid because Rocky could chuck him. I mean, he was a big-time pugilist back in the day. And it punched well above his weight class. So did Blair. I still remember Blair beating up uh, Sean Let's Go Lego. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. Just listening to your show from Vancouver today. Huge U-Sport hockey fan. There's no coverage of UBC hockey whatsoever by Vancouver Media. Keep up the good work supporting you sports. By the way, do you know who the coach of... Uh, all right, Oilers fans, let's see what kind of juice you got. You think you know your stuff as we go to break? You can text us at 630-630. Name the former Edmonton Oiler who's the head coach of UBC's hockey program. We'll just throw that out there, see how long, how long it takes. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Out of Smoky Lake, Alberta. Bob, why don't you talk about Stampede Wrestling? It, does it even exist anymore? We, ha- we, we will do a summer show on wrestling at one point. Because we all know it's soap opera for guys. That's what it is. That's what wrestling is. It's soap opera for guys. You know, it's got storylines and things to follow and all those sort of things. Uh, yeah, there you have it. A couple more texts coming in at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Um, uh, out of Calgary, Alberta. I don't know why so many people think that the Lucic Neal the Lucic Neal deal is a no go. I think it's going to happen when these talks, uh, when the deals, when these deals are talked about as much as this one. I tend to believe that it could occur. Corey from Red Deer. Oh no, Corey, you got beat by a guy out of Edmonton. The head coach of UBC is former Edmonton Oiler, six foot ten, Sven Sven Butenschong. Former winner is uh, coaching out at UBC. There you go. Hey, Cam, you're welcome for the plug. There you go. Uh, Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. We'll get an Eskimo preview coming up with Morley Scott. We might talk a bit about his play-by-play days back in the day. I think he was up. Was he in Moose Jaw or PA? I'll have to ask him. Morley? Vancouver Giants. No, no. No, no. But before the Oilers. Oh, Oh, you you didn't know that. No, 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 no. So he had a couple tours of duty. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Randy Kilburn. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.